Next on BYU Sports Nation, dynamic defending. What's the greatest game-saving defensive play by a BYU athlete? Hashtag thank you, Tim Howard. Hey, former BYU footballer Brian Logan back on the desk for a defensive-themed show. Plus, his buddy Corby Eason joins us live for a real look at why the BYU pass defense in 2014 could save the season. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio and television and other contraptions. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We say what is up. Wednesday, July 2nd, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with wannabe GQ model Brian Logan. Oh, wannabe. I'm trying to just keep up with you, man. It's hard. You know, I kind of get embarrassed. You know, I'm see, I'm, I'm giving you a compliment, and you you already throwing shots, man. Nah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I I I I allowed you to be on today. I thought it would be good for yeah. you to come over. You know, on the on the takeover. How dare and you're I? Just giving me shots, man. I, gosh, I I take it as a compliment though. You know, because if you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. So I, I only you know. tease because you are very well dressed, and it's ironic that. We're talking about this the day after the BYU Roar of Cougar student section called out Jerem Jordan for not dressing well. Oh, on, on the show. <laughs> oh, 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 no. We need to defend Jerem. Jerem. It's not, it's, it's not as bad as they were making it out to be. Come on. Jerem is. He has a relaxed, his relaxed look. Yeah, he does have a relaxed look. It's, a, it's, a, it's the comfy look. Yes. I would say, right? The Absolutely. Com- the, the comfy look. I like the, the, the black. Uh, BYU polo, though, the Nike. That's nice. Wait a minute. Is this? I didn't see this up close. This, like, pattern on it? Wow. Yep. That, I have to thank. I'm jealous. You got the you got the award today, my friend. I have to the, thank the Brett Pine and Duff Tittle of BYU Athletics uh, for Brett, enlightening me to the black Brett, BYU polo. Brett, can you hook polo. a brother up? <laughs> see, how, <laughs> see, how, see how I pronounce yeah, my E's and my R's right there? Can you, can you hook a brother up? I didn't say brother. I said brother. <laughs> Hook a brother up. Get it right. Please. Hey, great to have you with us. Not often in an entire nation, and I'm speaking collectively, feel such a sense of pride as what they did yesterday watching the U.S. men's national soccer team and specifically Tim Howard, the keeper. I mean, a performance for the ages. Single-handedly balling. kept the United States in that game with Belgium. He was balling. Balling, golly! I know it was un- it was incredible. The saves that he made, the most since 1966, the World Cup, I believe that England won way back when. So Dude, with- it, it looked like the Matrix, man. Just some of his 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 stops he was making. I mean, he was going. He went like to the left on one, and then the ball came to his right, and he like put his foot out, and he was like all bent. And I was like, "Whoa, that's the Matrix right there. That's what it looks like." Yeah, he was legit. Very man. very flexible. A lot of yoga classes. One of the best in the world. So with that in mind, we we're taking a defensive approach to today's show. Quite literally, with Brian here, former defensive back for BYU, and. And, and we, we want you to join our conversation with this on the Twitter question. In honor of Tim Howard, what is the best defensive play by a BYU player that saved a game? Join the conversation wherever, whenever you feel like it on Twitter and use the hashtag BYUSN to have your tweets read on the air. Brian, there are some seriously intriguing responses coming in on this. And it's not just football only. We've seen basketball. We've seen volleyball. The majority football. Oh, yeah. It's, it's only right. I mean, it's football. But what's the best defensive play you've ever seen that saved a game by a BYU athlete? 
Yeah, I like I like Kyle's Kyle Van Noy in Ole Miss. I in like, 2011. I, in 2011, I also like him in the in in the Poinsettia Bowl. He just just really just dominated that game. Um, he won the game. He, he, he won yeah, both he, of those. He games. won the game. Yeah, he 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 did. I mean, to 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 score as well. You know, it, it's one thing to 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 make a defensive stop, right? Make maybe make maybe a tackle or interception. You know, a block field goal, something along those lines. But it's another it's another thing to to make that play and then score as a defensive player. How many times? You, how many opportunities do you have as a defensive player to score? Very rare. Very very rare. Right. So to do both. I mean, I think you got to give it to him. That's just scratching the surface of today's conversation. First tweet coming in from Nate Austin, good friend on the BYU basketball team at Rexosaurus Rex. He says the Gennaro Guilford pick against Utah in 2001 or blocking the extra point against Washington, Jan Jorgensen, in 2008 that won the game in Seattle. Send us your responses using the hashtag BYUS, and you can listen to the show noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Of course, watch the simulcast because we're on TV now on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Rise and shout. It's time for a loaded edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Great defensive plays. For Bath, it's a 28-yard field goal attempt to win the game. The kick is no good. Somebody got a hand in the middle of the field on it. It was blocked. And the Cougars celebrate another Pioneer Las Vegas Bowl win. Do you remember that, BYU Sports Nation? Ethan Manu Malayuno. Ethan, money, money, money. Get it right. Get it right. He might as well be money, money, money after that play. Making a lot of money, money, money Blocked a field goal by Kai Forbath of UCLA in 2007 to win the Las Vegas Bowl. Defense wins championships. Defense won a Las Vegas Bowl that night. Defense wins championships. Ethan was a freshman. Yeah, Ethan, seventh year senior, Ethan Manumale. Man, ten years. He came in before <laughs> me. He came in wait, 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 wait. He came in before me. Yes. Right. I came in for a little bit. And then he left what, like two years after me? <laughs> two years after me. That is grandpa. Correct. I call him grandpa grandpa money. Money, money, money. Yeah, Ethan Manumalion. That We've talked about the Gennaro Guilford pick six. We've talked about Kyle Van Noy's presence. Now we have Ethan's blocked field goal. And, and this all stems off of Tim Howard's incredible performance as the goalkeeper for the U.S. men's national soccer team. He gave his team a chance to win the game. Hashtag Steve Wondolowski. What happened, man? Oh, that brutal. Okay, well, I'm, we're not talking about that. Yeah, you can't vent anymore, man. Got to move forward. We have compiled, we've compiled this list, and, and you have given us some great ideas across BYU Sports Nation. And we're not we're not necessarily ranking them. We just want to know what's at the top of your list. There were a couple that came right to my mind. The one in 1984 from Kyle Morrell as he dove over the line at Hawaii. He did a front flip over the line, grabbed the quarterback's jersey, and kept him from going into the end zone. That that's Coach Mendenhall's favorite by far, by far. When we when when we when he took over the defense in 2010, this was one of the plays that he showed us. He's, we walked in. And he said, "See this? He's right here. This is what I need from you guys. <laughs> you think you think this guy cares? I need you, you to do this. You think this guy cares about his body? Do you? No. That's what I need you guys. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. I want to play catch with my son when I get old. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to be able to walk when I'm 30, Coach. I don't know. This is what I expect from you guys right here. This is what I want. You think he cares? And then, and then he showed a couple more from some NFL players. But that that has to be hands down, Coach Mendenhall, right, right there." 
Kyle Van Noy talked about the two games that he won, and and those are on the top of the mind because they happened so recently. Ethan was seven years ago in the Las Vegas Bowl. Jan Jorgensen is one I did not think about until I saw a tweet. Nate Austin gave that to us. A couple of other people have tweeted about that. The blocked extra point in Seattle. That wasn't necessarily a huge win in BYU's storied career because Washington was not a good football team that year, but still – it, it left them in the discussion. They were undefeated at that point. They were, I think they were 8-0 at one point in that season because they got the early win at Washington, and credit goes to Jan Jorgensen for blocking the extra point. See, I think, I think you have to – I think that comes involved with, with how to rank these, right? Because you can say, like, the, the best play, the defensive play, or how did the, the play impact the game, or it, it, did the play actually win the game – um, and then you got you to gotta take into consideration the weight behind the game, right? Was it a Washington that nobody really cares about, or was it a bowl game? You know, was it something that maybe maybe allowed BYU to win a national championship, you know? Kyle Morrell's play was very early in the season, but, but if he does not make that play against Hawaii in 1984, BYU is nowhere near the national championship conversation. They right. had to have amazing plays and, you know, downright – strokes of luck to make that magical run in 84. Let's talk about just some like some honorable mentions like I, I know it's not a play. I'm kind of going uh, you know kind of off to the but like the the, the you know the the Boise State defensive stand. I like that even though they lost. Uh, That's a true Tim Howard I, I, I type like that. Uh, play because BYU did not win the game. Right. It was right, an amazing right. display <laughs> but they didn't win. I, I like I like the Oklahoma uh 2009 defensive stand <laughs> when I, I, I feel I felt bad at the time, but I, I'm kind of happy now because I mean that's six plays, right? And 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 I why were up, there why were there six plays, Brian? Because <sighs> I got a pi. Yeah, pass interference was called on you. Know, you. I got a pi, yeah. which I thought was bogus to be quite well, thank honest. Thank you, I appreciate that. I looked at the film and yeah, it, it, it definitely wasn't pi. It was a great it was a great play. It's great coverage. <laughs> anyway, see the ball doesn't lie, right? So karma came back. And we, we still ended up stopping them. You know, we, 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 that was third down, right? And, they, and then, you know, they get the PI. First, they get a new set of downs, go, go for it on the inch line, and we stop them every single time. And so, to me, I mean, they, they score that, right? We, we, we probably lose. The momentum is, 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 is changed. But I'm happy that no I could question. indirectly be a part of that. Because I wasn't on the field. I got taken out. Oh, get him out. He, what? PI, get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Come send the bitch. And I was like, what? Look up, look up on an 80-foot jumbo Yeah, strong. watch the Coach, replay. I know I you, I know you I can see the this, replay. I didn't man. Come on. Everybody can see that. That wasn't P.I. Come on, bruv. But, no, we, we put the goal line in and um, uh, our goal line package. So we had took the corners out and, and you know, you, you get extra linebackers in there and stuff to run, you know, four times in a row and boom. I mean, I, I like. I think that's, that's really underrated. A great collection of defensive plays in the Oklahoma game. Eight. Huge win in BYU history. Uh, we have plenty more to discuss. Like, I, like I said, we are we are just scratching the surface. Just to to give you a teaser, how about the Cotton Bowl? We haven't talked about two huge plays that were made in the Cotton Bowl. I can actually think of three. There was a play made in the 1990 Miami game that saved the day by a BYU defensive mm, back. DBs. And then the Miracle Bowl. There was a play in the Miracle Bowl that nobody has mentioned yet on Twitter that I thought of right away. We'll discuss that coming up in just a few minutes. Let's get to some of your responses right now on the Twitter machine. It's winter time. 
Quiz in time. honor of Tim Howard, what is the best defensive play by a BYU player that saved a game? At Y Coog's Rule, Omar Morgan's interception in the Cotton Bowl was big. I was holding my sleeping infant daughter on my arm and nearly dropped her with that play. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's understandable. That, that is. That was is. a big play. I was in my D- living room. DBs, man. Corners. Corners rule the world. I, I yelled so loud that my dad like my dad came out of his office and thought somebody had I mean, I think he was listening to the to the game but like I yelled so loud that he came out of his office like is everything okay all right son it, the, I, mean, the, I mean the anticipation that he had just to step into that that slant route man just it's something you can't teach you know and 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 the way the way I mean he kind of fumbled up a little bit you know they say DBs don't have hands which is false that's why we get interceptions people. Uh, but you know, I, 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 it's always great when a DB can, can, can get, I mean, you get seven, what, probably six, well, five to seven interceptions if you're a good DB, you know, so for you to get one to, to end a game and and that type of, that type of setting. I still remember, I still remember the commentator on CBS sports, New Year's day, 1997, number one has to feel like number one right now. Man, if I was the best, I was him, I would have walked into class the next day. I'm not doing no homework. Forever, I'm not showing up to class. I'm not practicing next year or in the in the fall in the in the, in the winter time. I'm not doing nothing. I'm that chilling. preserved everything. It gave them a 14 win season, which was an NCAA record. They were finished the season ranked number five in the country. That was the last time, in my opinion, that BYU had an outstanding, and I mean like top level defense in the secondary. I know that they, you've had some good ones, Brian. You were part of a good one. But in 96, they were elite. They sent guys to the NFL that were draft picks. And, man, they, they proved it on the field, most importantly. They, they got it done. They'll do the same this year with this, with this secondary. Do you really believe that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Brian's going to tell us why. And we'll talk to one of Brian's buddies coming up next. My Corby homie. Eason is going to join the show to discuss that very topic next. Why is this BYU secondary in 2014 so special that they could have a run like they did back in 1996. Brian, you got the brain working, man? I, I, it's working. It's, it's working, man. Plus, more of your tweets coming up. It's a defensive-minded day on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Yes, sir. Live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. You're nearing the 4th of July. Hey, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. We're simulcast live on BYU TV. How you feeling, man? I feel great. I feel great, man. I'm blessed. I got my, my brother from another here to my left. I got you to my right, which is that much more special to me. But, <laughs> nice uh, save, dude. Boy, I, I love you, man. I appreciate I that. I love you. We're, 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 we're like brothers, you know? We're just, you know, I'm just a little bit tan, more tan than you. That's all. That's all. That's the only difference. You know, you got a couple inches on me, I'm but that's it. I'm catching up. I've played a lot of golf. I've got some good sun, man. So. Yeah, you, yeah, you're getting there. You're getting watch there. Watch out. Getting a little, little bit darker. A <laughs> little bit chocolate. Watch, watch bit out. Chocolate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, in honor of Tim Howard, what is the best defensive play by a BYU player that saved the game? That is our Twitter question today. It's a defensive-themed show on BYU Sports Nation. At K Meter says... The BYU goal line stand against Boise State. That is the true Tim Howard performance because BYU did not win that game. They lost 7-6. to six. The United States, of course, losing 2-1 to one in extra right. time against Belgium. Our first guest today, Corby Eason. Brian mentioned his brother from another. Brother. Brother from another. 
Okay, BYU defensive <laughs> back from 2009 to 2011. We're talking great defensive plays, Corby. Do you have an epic, most memorable defensive play in the history of BYU football that comes to mind? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I remember my first year uh, back in 2009 when we played uh, our first home game against Washington, and it was like a sequence of plays that I made a play, then Brian made – I made a play on third down, then Brian turned around and made a play on fourth down to get them oh, off the ball. I remember that. I, I, mean, do, was, I remember that It one. was a critical, critical situation in the game, and we needed to stop then. They went forward on fourth down, and Brian made the final play, so – yeah, it was like it was like what two minutes left yep. or something like that, and they just threw it up. And I remember, I remember running, and the guy, the receiver, who's he, he plays for the Seahawks now, yep, right? Jermaine. Yeah, yeah, yep. Jermaine. He he plays for the Seahawks now, and I remember running, guarding him, and I just remember his eyes, his eyes lit up, and he was like six three, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> oh man, and I just, I, I literally said that. And and so I kind of waited a little bit instead of looking back. I waited, and as soon as his hands went up, I just played through his hands and and broke it. But I yeah I remember that. Yeah. That was a that was a fun game. Man. Corby Easton with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU defensive back, and a JC transfer. We we have discussed a number of different junior college transfers that have made an impact on BYU's secondary, and that's where we want to start this discussion with you, Corby. Is the prominence and the importance of the J.C. transfer in the BYU football program, especially under Bronco Mendenhall. Brian was J.C. transfer. You were a J.C. transfer. Why Why is it that BYU relies so heavily on these guys that have to come in after a few years away from uh, and, and playing some J.C. ball? Oh, yeah, I just feel like uh, guys like us, J.C. guys, we come in, we are ready to play right away. And that's the urgent need that BYU always have if um, to get – DBs, I mean, that's the hardest position to recruit, especially as uh, as a freshman. I mean, you get a you need to get those guys in to play, and without those guys, it's hard to have a freshman to step in in the bright lights. And I mean, DB is a tough position on the field. I feel like because you always know when you make a mistake, and everything. Long run, long pass is all on you yep. because <laughs> everyone see you. <laughs> Why do you want to play that position? Spotlight. You know, you get, but you get the glory too. You okay. know, it's the it's it's risk reward. I don't want to I don't want to compare it to quarterback because quarterback is a whole another level, right? Um, and you 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 literally put the team on your back. You know, win win and lose. But as a as a as a DB man, it's like we and we talked about this earlier. You just it's something about just that having that swag. You know. And and uh, swag goo, you know, you take you take your jar out, you put some swag, oh, sw- swag, swag goo. goo, swag goo, swag. We share we share oh, yeah. swag goo. We just, it's time. a jar. It's only secondary only. How can I get some of this you swag goo, Corby? Hey, I need some swag. Secondary goo. man, you have to earn it. I mean, you have to you <laughs> have to know, put your time on the field and just earn it. I feel like it's just a sacred group among us, and um, tradition is. JC guy coming in, making a great impact. I mean, he's just passing tur- the torch every year, and, uh, and hopefully, uh, we have guys that continue doing this. And I feel like that's a great success with BYU program. We can find that guy for two years to make an impact right away. Let's talk about the junior college and just transfer overall defensive backs over the last six years, starting back in 2008. Andrew Rich, then Brian, you and Andrew in 2009. Corby, you coming uh, as well there. All three of you were starting at some point in 2010 and 2011. You had Preston Hadley and Joe Sampson to that mix. 
Uh, in 2013, last year, we're bringing Robertson Daniel, Sky Povey, also a transfer. Now in 2014, you have Harvey Jackson transferring from Nebraska, Trent Tramiel coming off an injury, who's a JC guy, and Rob Daniel back for his senior season. Don't forget Sam Lee. Sam, Sam Lee, Lee as well. Pe- pe- people, people don't really know about Sam. And, I mean, it's, it's a little bit hard to – we can only judge off of his highlights. Uh, you know, we got to see a glimpse of, of Trent because of, of spring ball. Sam is still going through some, some things, but – but yeah, you, I, I have high hopes for Sam. You look at this list. You look at the last five, six years, and I'm going to address this question to you specifically, Corby. Do you feel like the secondary, with what that you've been able to do at BYU as a collective group, especially the JC guys over the last six years, that you are an underappreciated position? I feel like we're always underappreciated because we always get the blame when things, like I said, when things go bad. And I feel like with with the secondary, you can never go wrong with having too many guys because, for example, last year, guys went down and it was hard to fill in a position. So I feel like the more we can get, the better we can get. I mean, the more we can get, the better BYU will be. And I feel like as a JC guy, I would love to come to BYU because you, all, you always had an opportunity to play fast and play for a long time. What sold you on BYU specifically? I don't know. It's just uh, Bronco. Like he's, he's, he's a great guy and he's able to persuade you to change your lifestyle, to come here and to play for him. And that's the biggest, biggest thing that changed my life, being able to come here, being able to find my wife and be able to uh, set a great example for uh, my son. And uh, it's good. I feel like more guys need to come here. I mean, because when I went out recruiting, people told me things about BYU and, if I would never came out here, I'd probably bleed them. And once you come out here, you get a whole nother experience. And most guys don't leave here. And, like, for example, me, I'm still here. You're still here. Oh, yeah. If you, if you don't leave, it's, I, when I, I was talking to, to my wife about this the other day, and I said, you know, I think I think I came to the conclusion, you know, if you are a, a double minority is what Ben Criddle calls it, when you're, when you're black and not Mormon, um, or if you're from out of the state, right? If, if you're from California, even if you are Mormon, whatever, and, and you're and you're from out of the state, if you don't leave immediately <laughs> after after you graduate, after you're done, you're staying. We've got yeah. you. You're, 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 you're staying. I mean, you're, you're done. I mean, I'm 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 in the process right now, and Corby is I, I, I'm blessed for the opportunity, but Corby is actually helping me and my wife uh, getting getting a house. And so um, it's it, it came to that time where we were like, oh, yeah. you know what? We're going to be here for a while. Let's get a house. Let's stop renting. But, um, it, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think that's what it is. I mean, you, you talk about the experiences that we've had. Uh, you know, we've had ups and downs. And, you know, I, 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 I love just going to, to, to practice or going to lunch with, with Corby and Andrew and Brandon Bradley and just <laughs> just clowning, clowning around, man. I mean, the things that we say, I think we would probably make other grown men cry. But we're just we're 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 just we're just brothers, man. And and, and it's a, that's something that Coach Mendenhall always said to us, you know, in 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 these meetings was, I mean, yeah, you 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 yeah, you can get to go to the NFL and make some extra money and do this and do that. But th- this type these type of relationships that you have forever. And never and ever. So unique. Is 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 something that's that's so different. At the end of the day, can you call your 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 teammate that on your third NFL team at in the middle of the night and say, Hey, I need some help or I need to talk? No. Eh, false. No. Yeah. 
can't can't do it. I can call him. He can call Corby. Corby can call me at two o'clock in the morning. And you know, yeah. same thing with Brandon, oh, yeah. Andrew. We've done it before. Oh yeah, all the time. And, and, f- I- and fittingly, Corby has a band of brothers t-shirt oh, yeah. on representing BYU football today. Band, band, band. See, I can't get swag like that. No, I'm part of the media now. There, I've, I've been disowned. You know, oh, I can't, really? I can't get, I can't get <laughs> stuff like that anymore. Oh, it's media. Let's. You know, everybody, be quiet. you have the swag goo, right? I, yeah. to, I still have the swag goo. We yeah. pass it along though. Oh, we, yeah. we pass the torch. <laughs> swag goo. Corby Easton on BYU Sports Nation, former defensive back, joining Brian Logan, who's filling in for Jerem Jordan as well. I mean, uh, Brian, who's hosting, and Spencer is here. Ah, uh, see, um, here we go. So <laughs> here we go. See, when I th- when, when they when they feel threatened. Corby, they feel yeah. threatened, man. They got to take shots at me. I was happy, though. I was like, hey, yeah, Spence, come on the show with me, man. Get my boy, get my boy, get my brother Corby on. We'll have a good time. Uh, clearly, you're, you're both tied into the BYU football program, Steele, because you're here. You have proximity, and you have a lot of communication with, with each other, and you're, you're talking BYU football all the time. When you look at this year's roster, I personally am very excited about the secondary and the potential they have in 2014. You had good pass defenses. I feel like this can be an exceptional pass defense in 2014. Great. As good yeah. as the 1996 team that finished number five and won the Cotton Bowl. Better. Am I, am I off balance with this, this process of thinking? What do you think, Corby? I just feel like the first couple of games would tell you whether or not you was on point or not because on paper, I mean, on paper, Miami Heat looked great. That's true. Mm, I, don't, I just don't, you're right. I don't remember a BYU yeah. secondary looking this good on paper since '96. But I will say, if, if the guys play BYU football and do their responsibility, come to play, they can be one of the greatest secondary ever in BYU. So. Okay, so it's it's responsibility driven though. Oh yeah, I mean you have to step up on the field and make the play. Without I me, mean, we can like say, yo, they're gonna be the best. Like like for example, I felt like last year like. It was all the hype, like, yeah, this is going to be the best secondary. One injury, second injury, it was hard. I mean, yeah, injury plague, for yeah. sure. So I say the guys got to stay healthy, and if they just prove themselves, I mean, they got a perfect result to make plays. Corey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to – you know how we, we do this all day, every day, all day, every day. That's, yeah. that's, what, we used to, that's what we used to say, all day, every day. Uh, talk about just, just the roster and, and who's going to start over who and what. So right now, on, on paper, it's looking like – Jordan Johnson at field corner, uh, Rob Daniel at boundary. Only Bob, Bobby Daniel. Bobby, oh, we've sorry. named him Bobby, Bobby Daniel. Bobby, Bobby Daniel. You can say okay. that to him as Bobby well. Bobby Daniel at, okay. at boundary corner. And the reason why, and you can probably give some insight to this, Corby, is uh, you know he's getting a lot of interest from NFL scouts. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's a much more appealing, as we both know, uh, being 5'6 and 5'7. And uh, <laughs> it's much more appealing to have a corner that's 6'2", 6'3", than a safety that's 6'2", 6'3". That's almost an average height for an NFL safety. But uh, for an NFL corner, that, is, that, 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 looks, that looks great. Uh, and then you got uh, Craig Bills at free safety. I'm I'm projecting Harvey Jackson, the transfer from Nebraska, to to start at cat, which is the strong safety, right? right yeah. Which is which is the strong safety. So that's what I have right now: Jordan Johnson, Rob Daniel, Craig Bills, Harvey Jackson. What I would like to see yeah. is for Bronco to uh, kind of do what, what he did with Joe Sampson. Uh, with you guys at the yeah. nickel, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and kind of go more for a base because you want your best athletes on the field at all times. Go back to high school days, right? When everybody, uh, when all 11 starters on offense play, you know, the same oh, positions yeah. on defense, uh, you know. And so what I would like to see is 
Same thing with Phil Corner, Jordan Johnson. Boundary Corner, I would like Trent Tramiel or Sam Lee. I would let them battle it out this this camp, uh, in this, this upcoming camp, fall camp. Craig Bill still stays at free. Uh, Harvey Jackson still stays at uh, Cat. But then I had Rob Daniel at the nickel. Yeah. That's what I would like to see, just to get all the talent at once, you know, on, on the field at the same time. I feel like um, BYU is headed in that direction. And they realize, I mean, when they play the Power Five conferences and they need the best guys on the field to compete, and we're not, not, we're not in the WAC or the Mountain West anymore. So <laughs> we have to put the best guys <laughs> and make plays. When yeah. you're playing a schedule, uh, you know, and this year's schedule is – "Quote unquote weaker, but you still have games at Central Florida, at Boise State, and at Texas for crying out loud." Yeah, yeah you, you're right. You need you need a different level of uh, competition and talent. It looks like the talent is there. Is the talent going to be good enough for BYU to real? You said that they're going to be the best secondary maybe ever, uh, but does that mean that they have a special season? What do you think? You just. I would I would know pretty soon, like I say, the first couple of games because that's the know. ultimate test. Oh yeah, because well, well, spring ball, fall count, guys can look really good, but once the lights come on, I mean, you can really see that they may can only make plays on BYU receivers or the scout. I mean, the lower tier guys that we have, and we're not going against the top recruited athletes, receivers that the other team have. Right, everybody, they, everybody they, looks good. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that as we're talking about the greatest defensive uh, plays for a BYU football player that, that saved the game, that the majority of these are from defensive backs. From corners. Kyle, Kyle Morrell in That's... 1984 against White, defensive back. Yeah. Hey, Gerardo Guilford, 2001 against Utah, defensive back. Tim McTire, Cotton Bowl, defensive back. Omar Morgan, defensive back in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Irvin Lee, we're going to talk about him against Miami coming up, defensive yeah. back. Yeah, sh- like you- it's... It, it's what it is, man. It's the, be, it's the best. It's the best. It's the best. The best athletes play corner. Oh yeah. It's that's just bottom line. That's what it is. And in all of sports, you know, that's what I. That's that's what I believe. Hey, you know what? What I forgot to do to look up was our stats. One time we were competing, so with with uh, with pass breakups. Oh, yeah. So I think I had the record right. I think you were close. I think Preston might have broken. Who's another JC transfer? Uh, Preston Hadley. But I would like to see that, man. I haven't looked at it. Oh, you know. Yeah. In a in a in a minute, because yeah. I would still like to have those bragging rights, you know. Yeah. You know, like when we're when we're like you know at each other's house and and he cooks dinner and he's like, hey, can you do dishes? I'm like, well, who has the most pass breakups? <laughs> that should be you know. Break, breaking news: <laughs> I'm being told that Corby Eason had 17 and Brian Logan had 18. Okay. No wow. dishes. No oh, dishes. Just, they're maybe 21 now. 21. So 21. Oh, I've got my okay. interceptions, man. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm, you had what? What interception? Zero. I dropped all of mine. Cor- no, my, Corby's my hands. Fingers. You got to look at Corby's fingers, and we would always clown on his fingers and his hands. And I remember, I remember. Who's uh, taller? Wa- uh, come on, man. Me. Okay. There you go, Corby. You got that on. <laughs> Still got you. This is Corby caught a ball one day in practice for the first time, and everybody stopped. Everybody at practice stopped and started clapping. The whole practice stopped, and everybody was clapping. Like, oh yeah. my god, it was a big deal, man. We went by them. We went by them dinner, some Jamba juices afterwards. <laughs> you sure you want to hang out with Brian anymore, Corby? No, it's fine. It's uh, see, Brandon's the problem. Brandon, oh, Brandon, Bradley. Brandon Bradley. Is he, the always, he always feels bad that he doesn't fit in with us because he's old. Old. Yep. He's like thirty-five. Tall. He's like thirty-five years old. And not a JC guy. So yeah, he's he not JC. He always feels left out, and it's okay, Brandon. 
Like, fans would be okay. The band of JC Brothers. Hey, Corby, it's been great to have you. Before you go, would you mind signing our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag? Give us your autograph. It's a defensive-themed BYU Sports Nation today. Our question is, in honor of Tim Howard, what is the best defensive play by a BYU player that saved the game? Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. We'll get to some of those next. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan, live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Brian Logan 7. 7. Not at Brian's brain. Not at Brian's brain. Although there has been much social media interaction to make that change. I got to come with it, man. I got to come with the whole rebranding. and I'm just scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm scared. I'm scared. You know, when you're scared, you should go to church. I'm scared. I want to. It's this is. I mean, I'm getting a lot of good feedback, and it's great. It's. it's I'm having fun with it. Why don't it. you just form a second Twitter account? Because <sighs> I don't even know how to do the first one. That day. <laughs> <laughs> just being honest. And the truth I'm comes just out. Just being honest, man. Hey, if you have an opportunity, check out the Xbox 360 app. Uh, for BYU TV that was just recently released. I just downloaded it. It's awesome. You can watch BYU games from forever ago. I mean, just hundreds of games uh, with a few clicks on demand. You can also do that at BYUTVSports.com. Give it a go. It's something to do during the summer. I watched the BYU-Miami game uh, just a few days ago and really enjoyed it. There's so much I forgot about it. I was like, wow. Like there were so many big plays in that game when BYU knocked out the number one team in the country, and that's just uh, the outside of what uh, those mediums will give to you. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna go back and watch Oklahoma. You should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you live, played I'm gonna in that game. Gl- I'm gonna live in the glory day. I'm gonna be one of those guys that say, "Hey, you know, back in the day, you know, when I was playing." Go back and assess your pass interference call during that six-play goal line stand. I'm gonna turn off Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and force my son to watch. The Oklahoma game. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm interested to hear how that goes and how, and how long he lasts. A, he's going through terrible too. He's about to be three, but man, this dude is crazy. <laughs> this dude, man. Quote shoot. of the day from Brian Logan and for his two-year-old son. This dude is crazy. This dude is. This dude is crazy. <laughs> Golly, just pray for me. Sport, sports Nation, pray for me, please. I'll, I'll, yeah, put put okay. me at the top of your prayer list. Put, I would, put it out there. Top three, top three in the prayer list would be great for terrible twos. So we've been talking defense today. Tim Howard, U.S. men's national team goalkeeper, had an incredible performance. Defense single-handedly uh, put the U.S. in position to win the game. And that got us thinking, what is the greatest defensive play that saved the game by a BYU defensive player? Continue to think about that. Send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. We're also talking the secondary today specifically and the junior college or just transfer players that are having an impact on the BYU program, specifically in the Bronco Mendenhall era. We just had Corby Eason. He told us that he feels like this can be the best secondary that BYU has ever had. It looks good on paper, but it's all about fulfilling responsibilities on the field. Can they be disciplined enough? To take that honor of being the best secondary ever. That's a that's a great. He makes a great great point because coach coach Mendenhall. If you look in the past with with secondaries that weren't as talented as ours, or uh, you know a fraction of the talent of of uh, uh, this secondary this year, they still had great stats and great numbers and defended well. And 
that's 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 what makes Coach Mendenhall so great is that he could take a a walk on, you know, that had that that runs a, a four of four eight, you know, five eight two you know two hundred pounds like Scott Johnson for example a five eight <laughs> no five eight height wise five oh eight. okay oh, Run, no, no, runs no. a five point eight oh, he's no, no. super that, fast no that's no that's impossible to, <laughs> I would I would quit everything. In life, if that happened, I cut but myself. I, I mean, I mean, for example, like 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 Scott Johnson. I I think one of the best players I've ever played against. I, I played I played with. Excuse me. Um, he was a safety in 2009. Um, I know he played all around. He's kind of like a Sky Pove uh, as far as playing everywhere, every position. He was, he was another coach athletically. Just no, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Interesting. Wasn't wasn't there. But you wouldn't you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. I mean, you 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 put him on a you know a basketball game, something like that. No. But football, knowing his responsibilities, uh, you know, first one in the in the in the film room, last one to leave. Uh, just knowing, uh, it, always five steps ahead of the opponent and the quarterback and the and the coach. You know, the offensive coordinator, and he's an all-star. But, you know, that comes with preparation and and how Coach Mendenhall, um, you know, really prepares his players for the game. And so you can he can take those type of guys and put them on the field, and you would never know that, that half of them are walk-ons. Now, can you do that with the purebred talent? That is where the issue is because everybody that has talent, right, is really arrogant. And they you have, got the, you they have about, almost a natural sense of entitlement. Yeah, and it's too, sometimes you could put too much swagoo on, you know, and you, you're just like, and, it, and what, what, what was, what's really hard too is you got somebody like Bobby Daniel, who <laughs> had a great year, right? He's getting some NFL love, and it, it can go south down south real fast, uh, you know, not not working hard. You know, coming into that won't the, happen with Rob Daniel. Oh no, <laughs> no, no knowing no. what I know I, about him. No, I mean, you look at his Twitter and his Instagram account. He's actually is nothing but pictures of he's weights, super intense weights and 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 speed drills. So that's that's great. But as, as an example, you know, you go you go you go you go into to, to fall camp and you're like, oh, I know everything. I was all conference. I got NFL scouts looking at me. I'm not talking to you, coach. I'm not listening. Put your you know earplugs. Blah 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 blah. blah. I'm not listening to you. And so. That's the that's the difficult. That's the, I think that's the hardest. Uh, uh, that, that's the biggest challenge of any coach uh, at any school is to to deal with those type of players, especially the players that have proven it. Because when you first come in, you're humble and you're like, "Oh yes, taking notes. Yes, yes sir, yes sir." Then you know you get that swagoo under your belt and you're like, "Man, I'm not <laughs> listening to you. You're like 40 years old. You never played D1 ball. You can't tell me what to do. I live this life. You ain't about that life, coach." I live this life. It's about discipline. That's what it You're is. right. It's about it's about the humility approach and discipline. Can they implement that into the pure bred talent on the rock? This is what Coach Mendenhall does, though, because you you have an interception, right? You have a great game. You may be the defensive MVP of the game, but when you come in on Monday afternoon on the big screen in front of everybody, he'll point out your flaw. You see this right here. Mm-hmm. You, you may have got interception, but this left foot right here, if this was just a little bit closer right here, you wouldn't, you would have been out of position, you wouldn't have got an interception, and this guy would have scored. And you're just like, wait, wait a minute. How did this just turn from an interception to a – I got a negative on my, on, my, on my grade sheet? This should be a plus. Why is this a negative on an interception? What the heck is going on? Yeah, that's, and that's so, Bronco. Oh, and you, you get so humble. I mean, 
you, I, I'm already five six. I mean, he makes me feel like four two. I mean, <laughs> you know, but it keeps you, it keeps you humble, it keeps you hungry, and and he he constantly reminds you that you haven't arrived yet, and that's why you got guys like Kyle Van Noy who just continues to progress, got better and better and better. And 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 didn't get complacent at all because in the back of his mind he's like, man, I haven't arrived. Yet. I'm not perfect, you know. And that's and that's a great sign of of a of a coach. Brian, you're part of a horde of JC transfers in the defensive secondary that have really made an impact in the Bronco Mendenhall era. I mean, you look at guys like Andrew Rich and yourself. We just talked to Corby; he had an impact. Preston Hadley had a great impact on the. He's program. up there with stats too. Okay, Joe Sampson. Now Rob Daniel coming in out of nowhere and having a great season. He was the guy. He was the most underappreciated guy in yep. the secondary, according to Bronco Mendenhall last year. Mm-hmm. These are all transfer guys. And it is a trend in the BYU program right now under Bronco Mendenhall that I love to see. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Two. Get the deuces up. Since 2009, BYU has had at least two Junior college transfers start in the secondary. So whenever I hear about a JC transfer, I can't help but think, okay, he's going to play. He he can play, and he's going to play. Yeah, they're ready to play. They got the swagoo out. They got the confidence up. They're ready to play. That's that's what you need to do. That's what you're there for for when you're JC. Not there to pick your nose on the sideline, put the pads on, get ready. Up next, we play Big Deal, No Deal, and more of your tweets about the best defensive play by a BYU player. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to this BYU Sports Nation. And you are in BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. You know what I want to do right now, Brian? Brian's brand. Well, not that. First of all, I want to remind everyone that you can check out tons and tons of videos on BYU TV Sports' YouTube channel. You can see all of the individualized interviews that we do on this desk, uh, and then you can go back to Media Day, see everything. Check it out, the YouTube channel from BYUTVSports.com. Now do you know what I want to do? Yes, I do. Okay. Big deal? No deal. That is correct. I, I'm helping you out a little bit. I'm not messing no with deal. you no more. You're taking a lot of shots. A lot of shots have been fired. National Processing Sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal. Is a big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. Notice how I put the emphasis on deal and not deal, deal. as in deal, deal. pickle. Deal. Okay, it's good. Gotta pronounce the e's. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Ty Detmer asking Taysom Hill for advice on the read option. This is a big deal because he's a Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner and a very accomplished high school football coach, fourteen-year NFL veteran who told us yesterday on BYU Sports Nation, I actually talked to Taysom Hill at a charity golf tournament and asked him for some opinions, some advice on the read option because his high school team's going to run some of those plays. Can you imagine if you're Taysom? Yeah, that's a big deal that a Heisman Trophy winner, the guy in the quarterback factory, is saying, hey, I need your help. See, you know what? I'm going to go the opposite direction. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, it's a big deal, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Because it's like asking. It's Ty Detmer. Wait, though, wait, though, wait, though, wait, though. Wait, if he's the best player in the universe. So it's like, of uh, course, of course you're going to ask Ty, Ty Detmer is like, or Taysom Hill? No, Taysom Hill. Okay. Of course you're going to ask the best player in the universe how to run the offense you want to run. It just makes sense. Like, if I'm, if I'm trying to, <laughs> to play quarterback and I go, hey, Ty, like, can you give me some tips? You're the best play, you know, best 
best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks that BYU's had. It makes sense, man. So, no, nah, not a big deal. Number you like that, you like that, you like that twist, huh? You like that? Number yep. two. Gave I'm shaking my head vehemently. Gave it to him. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Steve Young says he doesn't want Taysom to have the ball in his hand at the end of the play. This is interesting because another legendary BYU quarterback was on set with us last Friday. You can watch that entire interview, by the way, on demand, BYUtvsports.com. And he said that if Taysom ends up with the ball in his hands at the end of a play, then it's a mistake. And he was speaking specifically about pass plays. If he drops back to pass and it ends up in his hands, it's a mistake. Now, BYU fans viewed this as, hey, I don't care if he comes down and makes his first read and it's not there, run, yeah. because he's amazing. Steve says that is not what should happen. That's a brand new take and something that goes against what Taysom did last year. That's a big deal. I think it's a, I think it's a big deal. It, it, it is a big deal. I, I, I see where Steve is coming from. I have to disagree with him as much as it hurts my heart to say, because I'm a huge Steve Young fan, 49er fan growing up. So it, it's 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 to me, I mean, he is the, one of the best players on the field. He's going to be one of the best players on the field at all times. Why not have the ball in his hands as much as possible? Why not even put him at safety some plays? See if he can make some interceptions. I mean, he could <laughs> do it Please don't all. do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm saying I, I can see his point as far as, yeah, if it's a pass play and he and he doing he he his first read's not there and he tucks it and run. Yeah, I can see that that's not evolving as a quarterback and going through your progressions. But if you're number one's not there, number two's not not there, number three's not there, and you know the time the the, 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 the the clock is ticking. Yeah, run if you can get one one yard. Then instead of throwing it away, yes, but protect yourself. Go ahead and bounce, slide. Number three. Big deal, no deal. At BYU Mama offering at J Swag Daddy as a possible babysitter for Brian. <laughs> Big de- huge, huge deal. Please. Nicole yes. Williams yes. Ma- is the mother of Jamal Williams, and she has just offered the services of J Swag Daddy to babysit for Brian. I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been I need a date night with my wife. Hey, Mrs. Logan, Mrs. <laughs> Logan, we got one. We got one. We found one. We're good. She also said. Yeah, okay, so she mentioned Saturday night, but then said, so true about Swag Goo, which you were talking about with Corby, that's why I still discipline Jay Swag Daddy. <laughs> you got to keep him humble. You got to keep, keep him humble. humble. See, that's why it was such a great fit with her and Coach Mendenhall and, and, and Jamal coming, because they all, they're all on one accord. You got to discipline them. You can't, you can't let the Swag Goo take, <laughs> take over. Can't do it. This is a big deal because she's awesome. This and, is a huge and deal. And is really involved in BYU Sports Nation. We love it. Let's go number four. Big deal, no deal. The World Cup. Now the U.S. is eliminated. Uh, I'm going to say no deal. I just, when your team is in it, it's so exciting. And it, it, just, it matters so much. But then it just kind of like the excitement fell off of a cliff for me yesterday. Like, I, I like to watch soccer. I like Brazil and Germany and Argentina and Messi and Neymar and all those great players. But I'm not, like, setting the DVR so I don't miss one second. So I'm going to say that the World Cup now is no deal because I'm, I'm for the U.S. It's no deal. You know, I, I, I hate is a strong word. I, I dislike soccer. It's it, it's 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 weird to me that you can end a sport in a tie. You shouldn't you shouldn't even label it a sport or a competition because there's a winner. But and you a loser. can't in the World Cup once and, you get to the elimination right, round. Right, right, right. But what I what I'm saying is that I was so involved and eyes were glued this whole time. Like what you said, Spencer. 
uh, as far as your your team being and exciting. Country. And oh, oh man, I was the number one soccer. You wouldn't have thought that I would. I didn't like soccer. I was the number one soccer fan. I was sneaking in my and 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 you know at work and my boss is off looking at looking at uh at the games. Now it's it's irrelevant. Yeah, that, that's tough. It's yeah. It's, All right, it's let's whatever. keep it rolling. A defensive-minded BYU Sports Nation today here at BYU Broadcasting in honor of Tim Howard and the U.S. Men's National Soccer Team. What is the best defensive play by a BYU player that saved a game? Irvin Lee will be mentioned next after this. And we've also forgotten to do something. Hashtag Rentschler Field. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out. You know what time it is. Brian's brain. Yes. No. <laughs> it is not. Do you know what time it really is? Countdown <laughs> to Connecticut. 58 days. 58 days Ooh. until BYU kicks off the season at UConn. Can't Tomorrow wait. on the show, Tony Crutchfield, another defensive back and a great one who played in that 1990 upset win over number one Miami, will join us. We're going to talk about the secondary, find out what Tony's up to. Uh, now, let's bring on today's Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and it goes to the new Secretary of Defense for the U.S., goalkeeper Tim Howard. <laughs> 16 <laughs> saves, the most since 1966 in the World Cup. Now, in honor oh, of Tim man. Howard, what is the best defensive play by a BYU player that saved the game? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Okay. At Jordan, at JM Finehour. Irvin Lee, goal line pass breakup in the fourth quarter with a few minutes left versus Miami in 1990. He says it's also a clinic for anyone playing defensive back. Favorite, favorite, favorite. Also, Dewey Gray, another defensive back in that game, said that was the loudest he'd ever heard Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Wow. Yeah. At Hatch Phillip, at the Hawaii game, Kyle Morrell. Alani Fua's game clinching pick against Houston. That's from at Future Cougar 32. Man, Omar Morgan, Tim McTyre, so many great defensive plays. Join the conversation. Hashtag BYUSN. Defensive backs. For Brian Logan. Secondary. I'm Spencer Linton. Thanks to all of our guests. Shout out to Norm Dixon. We're back to work tomorrow. Shout out to the secondary.